What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions, whether it's millions of dollars in your bank account, millions of new leads, millions of sales, whatever you are looking for, we are here to help you. And today, we have got the founder of strategysprints.com. Simon is joining us from across the pond. What time is it there, Simon? Oh, it's evening here. It's evening. It's noon here. It's evening there. But he is taking time out of his busy schedule to meet with us. So if you want to know how to double your revenue in the next 90 days through high ticket one on one coaching, you are in the right place. This is reaching millions. Let's go. Simon, how are you doing today? Hey, Steve. Hey, everybody. Excited to be here. Awesome. So Simon, how did you get started in this? Because it's not like somebody wakes up one day and is suddenly a master at doing high ticket one-on-one -on -one coaching sales, the strategy behind it. How did you get to where you are today? It's funny because, you know, with 18, I, I was supposed to know what I, what I want to do in this world. And of course I had no clue. Like, how can you possibly know with 18. Some people know I had absolutely no idea. So I started philosophy just to have some time to think about it. Uh, after that, I was broke and needed a job. The good thing was that at that time, the big four consultancies, they were taking also adjacent disciplines. You just had to have the best grades. And so I had all top grades. So I had a job as a junior consultant and I was flying around the world doing strategy advisory with very smart people in the room. And I learned a ton and I was always like me, 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 who wants to do st strategy rollout, US market entry strategy with this big brand, me, 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 me. And from there we fly to Paris and we merge the executive board of this, of this, of this brand who's coming me, 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 me. And so that's what I did for, for many years. I just was flying around with strategy advisors, learning, 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 solving clients, problems, solving client problems. And the problems were around go to market. So how to enter a market, how to crush it in the market, how to stay in the market, how to stay competitive. And I loved it because it's, it's such an amazing mixture. It's, it's a big problem that nobody has an answer to. But if you put together a smart team, some that are good with numbers, some that are good with psychology, some that are good with understanding the, the buyer and the buyer's journey, wow, I love that. And so I kept doing that every day. Now, 21 years later, still doing that. Awesome. I, I love that story. 21 years later, Simon, I'm, you look like you might be 25. So you started when you were four. I love it. You I'm, are I'm 42. Go check it out. You look great for 42. So crushing it. I mean, flying around the world is always fun, especially solving a lot of problems. I bet you got to see a lot of things. How did that like, how does that translate to because now you're kind of working with the solo entrepreneur, which is kind of a different field. I mean, I bet it lights you up because you get to see I know I used to sit in board meetings. We would give the best strategy plan and then implementing it like 90% of the plan goes out the window because somebody in some department doesn't agree with it. And like, it just got super frustrating. So how did you transition to solo or small team entrepreneurship? And how has that been? How's that going? 
It's like you say, execution was the problem. So we, we were all smart when we were together. But then I would fly back to my city or fly to the next client and come back three weeks later and say, all right, guys, show me the numbers going up and to the right. And they were like, oh, no, Simon, actually, we, we, didn't, we didn't really implement it. You know, we had this problem and that problem and we didn't have the time. And I was like, mm, there is an execution problem here. So what I did with my resources, what can I do to improve this? So first I digitized the whole thing. And my inspiration was, you know, Iron Man having his Jarvis. So he's in action, but he has always 24 seven access to this smart voice that you can ask, should I do this or should I do that? The next thing was to simplify things to to simplify my own models, which were mainly Google Docs and spreadsheets, but to simplify them even more, even more, even more, so that even if you just have half an hour, you get stuff done because my models were too complicated. So I simplified the models. I made everything happen where their life is, and that's in action. So nobody has to stop operations and go into a workshop mode. I said, let's make it like Jarvis for Iron Man. It works wherever you are. You don't have to stop anything. You are going to a negotiation with a supplier. On the way there, you have access to your coach. It takes five minutes. You tell them what you're doing. Coach says, did you think about this? Did you think about this? I think there is a blind spot. I think you forgot that decision maker is somebody else. Oh yeah, let's think about the decision maker. Click, 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 click. Goes on LinkedIn, makes a disk profile of the decision maker. Okay, this is the disk profile. This is the length of your sentences. This is the risk for him. This is how you reduce the risk. And this is the number that you say. And then five minutes later, they go and win that deal. So that's what I wanted to build. And now why did I go smaller? Because yes, now I work with solopreneurs and teams of 10, teams of 15, very small teams, because we can move on faster. Those are the Ironmans. Those are the people who need us, who need processes, who need systems so that business is less dependent on them and so that they can automate 85% of their B2B sales because we are B2B guys. So we help them automate 85% of the B2B sales and shorten the sales cycle because sales cycles are too long for small businesses. You can't wait eight months anymore. Come on, you run out of cash flow. So how can we make the sales time two weeks, three weeks? That's one thing that we work on. And the other one is, you know, increasing conversion rate. So teaching them sales technique, we get their recordings. They record a, a sales call. And, and I give them exact feedback. Look, min, minute 115, you set the price and then you look down or you set the price too early or you set the, the wrong price. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So, I mean, I love the comparison to Iron Man and Jarvis. So now talk to me about like what you're doing at strategysprints.com and how does this apply to like someone like me? Like I have three people on my team. We're doing, we're doing very well. We're doing like seven figures a year, but how does this apply to somebody that's maybe doing 50 K a year or 60 K a year has a small team because I, what you just threw out was huge, right? Like getting on a call with a coach, looking at a disc profile, most people in the space though, like, I feel like that's going to be like, that's like, oh my goodness, like whole new workflow. Like I, I just need income. I just need leads. 
I know um, strategysprints.com is your website. I know you have some tools there. Just tell us how all this fits together kind of in the solopreneur world. Yeah, so let's say you're a solopreneur and you work with three freelancers. That would be the team of four. We always want the sprint team to be one person from marketing, one from sales, one from operations, and the owner. So this team of four gets for 90 days this Jarvis uh, as a support plus mm -hmm. 274 tools, templates, swipe copies in the Sprint University. So in the Sprint University, you have me with five minutes videos and I say, hey guys, this is how you negotiate a big deal. This is how you do lead gen on LinkedIn. This is how you use chat GPT to have it write down your processes and create a standard operating procedure. So it's very small bite-sized videos and then you click down there and you have the template on how to do it, the, the blueprint. You just insert your product and, and run with it. So there is the support structure. There is a coach that once a week looks at the sprint dashboard. That's the marketing number, sales number, ops number of that week and helps you learn from that. Okay, what's working well? Let's do more of that. What's not working? Why not? Should we cut it, skip it, outsource it, automate it? And this is how they move along in 12 sprints of one week each. So 12 times they have the chance to course correct. They have three goals for three months. Month one, we help them free up time, 10 to 14 hours per person per time by better organizing and systemizing and automating things that should be done by a software or should become more repeatable. Then month two, we start working on sales, improving by 25% sales conversion, sales frequency and the price that people can charge for something. When we improve those three things by 25%, you remember Jay Abraham told us that if you just improve these three things by 25%, you have doubled revenue. It's, it's a plus 99% in revenue. And last month, this is for me the fun, the fun part. The last month is marketing because now that you have a machine, you are just focusing on a 15% that are your zone of genius. 85% is taken care of. Now you can insert a COO, a project manager, somebody who runs the bulk of the work. You enjoy the, it much more. Now you are less stressed. This is when we start marketing. First time that we spend one cent and one minute on marketing on social media is now. The third month of the sprint, because now it's about scaling the baby. You have something that works. It's simple enough. It converts conversations into projects and now mm -hmm. You, now, you, now we scale it. That's the marketing part is the fun part. Content awesome. marketing and having fun. Well, I think, um, I mean, we could probably talk a long time about, I see so many people in the space, like they, they, they get so spread out between everything that they're trying to do. And I agree with you. I think marketing should be the last thing. Like if you're focusing on front about having a great offer, having a great way to help somebody you're going to find two or three people you're going to get to fine tune it and you shouldn't be focusing on marketing until you are down the road and you have proof of concept and you have like you have the solid ball rolling right um i would love your thoughts on what are some of the biggest challenges that you see people moving people through this process right because it sounds very streamlined i want to go back to what you said at the beginning though the problem is always, always execution, right? We all know what we should do. We all know we should eat more and move less, but so many people have a hard time doing that. How do you solve that inside of strategy sprints? Blah. There we go. 
Yeah, one of the biggest problem is that they start building a house by the roof and so they run out of money. So as, as you say, most people start with marketing too early. They run their own podcast, even when they are below 35K per month. So they are not even at, at, at traction stage, but they already spend time and money on marketing or they run ads before they have a converting machine that when you put a dollar in it, can make $1.2 out of it. So mm -hmm. they they do things too early because because everybody's doing it. And so they they think, oh, I have to be on LinkedIn. I have to be on Instagram. I have to have my own podcast, which is in many cases the wrong order. What they really should do is just record some sales calls and have a proper coach looking at that, just tweaking two, three little things and that will that will increase conversion rate by at least 25%. When they start with that, then they and this can be done in weeks. And then there are a couple of things that we have to do in days. Proper client testimonials, 100 Google reviews, 20 client testimonials, making sure that we have a passionate buyer and a tangible offer. This is something we can we can tweak in days. But that is so much more important than marketing because this is the foundation. And when you have that, then it's just finding a fun way to talk to strangers because most people don't talk to strangers. They wait for referrals and that's not a way to grow a business. So that's a hobby. But if you want to grow a business and scale a business, you have to find a fun way to talk to strangers. And I cannot tell you how fun it is to call strangers if you have a good script, one that's, you know, that's true, that's authentic, that's where, where you give value in every moment. And when you learn to hear no's and be fine and say, okay, no, you don't need it. Fine. Uh, I'll, I'll keep you updated maybe in six months. All right. Bye bye. And then you move on to the next. It's actually fun. And um, there are techniques for how to do the meeting and um, how to deal with rejections, etc., where it becomes fun. And this is when you start growing. That's, I think you're so correct. I think showing up. So, so many things in that that I want to unpack. The first one is if you're showing up to your sales calls, most people, especially when they get started, are more into coaching. Oh, I know how to do a sales call. Just put me on a call with somebody. I'll close them. Then 10 calls later, they haven't closed anyone. Yeah. You're doing your sales calls wrong. That doesn't mean that you have to be super forceful and cram it down their throat and do like white knuckle sales. It means you're doing stuff wrong. Hire a sales coach that will review your sales calls. This changed my business way back in 2014, 15. Um, I was coaching so much. I was giving so much away. I, you hear all this, but I tell you, if you're not closing one out of three, you're not doing it correctly. Number two that you said in there that I think is, is massive is like people, people don't understand that like everything grows once you have your foundation, right? You were talking about, we're building the foundation. We're getting Google reviews. We're getting testimonials. And then once you have the foundation, pouring gas on it is really easy by doing the marketing piece, right? But if you do all the marketing out front, you're going to work really hard and you're not going to have the foundation. So you're not going to stand out. And this is what you see in a lot of markets. Um, man, there's a ton of good advice in there. There was one other piece and I can't, it skipped my mind because I was so excited about the first two. Um, it had to do with the sales piece, but I don't remember what it was. But just hiring somebody to critique your calls 
is a huge, huge piece. I mean, that that will change the game for a lot of people. Oh, I know what it was. It was showing up needy. So, so many people, they they put all their effort into getting these conversations, right? And then they have one and it goes poorly and they show up needy for the next one and the next one. But to your point, when you know that you have the foundation and you know you have infinite amounts of leads, if somebody isn't a good fit, it's real easy to just be like, you know what? Great. Have a good day. And people are so unused to that, that it actually will move them towards you. They'll be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Why are we getting off this call? Like, tell me a little bit more about what you do versus coming across as super needy. Um, so powerful. So Simon, I've got one more question for you. Um, in the world of, we'll say digital marketing, small team entrepreneurship, what is the biggest thing that you hear as advice, whether it's in quote cards or people putting out on Facebook or wherever, the biggest piece of advice that you hear that you actually think is bad advice that people should either ignore or do something different um, what's something you hear all the time that you just want to kind of shine a light on and help people go in the right direction? I would be very, very wary of any advice because entrepreneurs know what they have to do. They know what's the right thing to do. The only problem may be, and, and you know, running around listening for advice may be a distraction in itself, even with very good advice. It's much better to do things. So maybe it's, it's, it's better to inoculate yourself against all advices. Just in the morning, focus on your current clients. In the afternoon, focusing on, you know, starting conversations with potential new clients and learning from that. Have feedback loops, have once a week a meeting where you talk about the learnings. So what did we learn today? A pipeline meeting, for example, where you say, okay, how many conversations did we start and what did we learn from it? Uh, what's the probability? What is, what's, the, what's the volume of, in the pipeline right now? And what is the agreed next step with each opportunity that I created? And you create a culture in your team that everybody creates opportunities, not just the founder, not just the salesperson. Because, and this might be because you asked for one. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the one thing because people think and tell you that the salesperson will do the sales. And I disagree. I think sales is a team sport. You need marketing, you need operations, and you need sales to do that. And the reason is, if you have only sales responsible for sales, it won't work. You will land B clients at B prices. Because the most important sales question cannot be answered by the salesperson is a team effort. The most important sales question is, what is the one thing that your buyer is wasting money on and they don't even know that they're wasting the money? That's the only question that you as a team have to find out as a B2B team, as a high ticket team. What's the buyer's waste of money they don't even know they they are doing. If you find out that for us, it's marketing. They don't even know that they're wasting time and money on marketing. We will help them with sales and then turn the ship around. So if you find the answer to that, now you can increase by 25% the price without losing people. You will shorten by 25% the sales time because it's relevant. It's vital. Come on, let's go. Stop talking. Let's start doing. 
That's what you will hear on the other side because it's super relevant. And how many of them will stick around? How much less people will you lose? Uh, and how, how easy is it to retain them? Well, easy because you are working on their vital stuff. They will miss you if you go. So, and, and that's just one question, right? And so, mm -hmm. but this one question cannot be answered by one salesperson, especially not with traditional sales methodologies. You need your team, operations, marketing, and sales, reviewing weekly together, thinking about this until they, they get it. And every couple of months you have to recheck that it's true and you will see it by the closing rate and by the deal size. And if you are lending the right clients at the right price, well, then you have answered the question. And for a couple of months, you can just run with it until you see again, B quality uh, clients at B prices. Then you have to go back to, to thinking about this question. Awesome. That is a great question. That'd be a good question to put on a t-shirt. Um, Simon, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing with us. It is strategysprints.com. You've got some free tools there that will help people lead, be a better leader for their team. You've got sales help and you've got marketing help. We know marketing should come last, but I would go check out the sales for sure. I just want to say, Simon, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with our audience. Is there anything you have imparting thoughts? Yeah, if people want to go deeper, they can grab the book. It's called Strategy Sprints. It's on Amazon. And um, many of those things are, are there also in, in detail. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. And to everybody else, until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Are you looking to scale your business but trying to figure out how to get your message across? Well, go to storyselling.how to grab my free course that will show you how to discover everything that you need to build your business through stories. These stories work whether it's in social media, email, or public speaking. There are five core stories that you'll learn. You'll be able to use all of them by the time you're done with this course. Again, that is storyselling.how. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to tune in next time.